Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. It's awesome to have you here. I'm so excited because we're going to be diving into some really fun topics around um, crystals, chakras, all of these really cool things, lunar energy, and all sorts of super, super fun stuff with the guests that I have for you today. I'm super excited to welcome Ashley Levy to the show. Welcome, Ashley. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I know. So cool. So, um, Ashley is the founder and educational director of Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy, which is super, super cool. And she's been teaching people about um, crystals and her like how they relate to your passion, your purpose, and all these incredible things. She's done so many awesome things. She has over a decade of experience. She's done 100, 100 plus classes of professional crystal healing training. And because of her expertise, she's been featured on NBC and she's been interviewed about crystal healing for dozens of radio shows and has articles published in newspapers and magazines and all of these incredible things. And she's a great blogger. And if you want to go stalk her right now, before we get into the podcast, you can find her Instagram at love and light school. There you go. Nice and simple. So (laughs) Uh, aside from the more professional introduction, like what is it that, um, like, how did you even come across like getting into crystals and this type of work? Like where, what's your story? Yeah, this is like a weird thing, right? So (laughs) my job isn't exactly mainstream. And you know, when I like really think back when I was growing up, like no one ever told you, you can grow up and teach about crystals on the internet. Like (laughs) like when I was born, the internet was not even a thing, right? So (laughs) it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when I feel like when we're all kids, we're taught that we can be a doctor or a lawyer or maybe even the president, but there are all these jobs out there that we don't even know exist. And for me, it really came about just kind of following my passion in all honesty um, and kind of trying things that I was interested in as a bit of a side hustle at first and realizing that I could actually probably make a real go of it for myself. Um, When I was little, my grandfather is like really into all things with the natural world. And I really have him to thank for my kind of love and passion of crystals, but he was so scientific minded and he really viewed like crystals and plants and animals in like a very different kind of way than how I do. But it's because of our shared passion and the time that we got to spend together that I really kind of developed this curiosity and interest. 
um, especially in crystals. And it, it really just kind of grew from there. I went to, uh, you know, this, this, through this phase in my life where I was going through a lot of self-study and really learning a lot, as I think, you know, many of us can kind of relate to. We have something that piques our curiosity and we pick up every book we can find and watch every YouTube video we can. And from there, the opportunity came up to take my first professional training. And just like anything, you know, it was something I was really curious about. I wanted to learn more, but there was only kind of so much that I could get from a book where it wasn't interactive. It didn't have that component of student teacher. And that's a, a relationship dynamic. I feel that I've always really valued in my life. And for me, that seemed like a really natural fit for how to learn about something like this. And after that first workshop, which I really just took for myself personally, I was so blown away by the experience I had that I thought, I have to share this with other people. This has to be something that is in people's lives. And this was back in 2007. So although crystals were still a thing then, it wasn't like it is today. It was not super mainstream. It wasn't very well known. Even in kind of my niche kind of new age metaphysical community, crystals were definitely something not everybody was into. And now you see them all over Instagram. You see them in everybody's houses. And it's really exciting for me. And I love that. But it was so different back then. And, um, you know, when I first took this workshop, I thought that my, my passion would really be about providing crystal healing sessions for others. But I realized the thing I really enjoyed the most was at the end of the session, teaching people how to work with crystals. And so I kind of just went from there and I ended up starting to do some local workshops and classes and had people that I was friends with online start to ask for things like that for them. And although I had no idea what I was doing, I was not a tech savvy person I eventually figured it all out, as many of us entrepreneurs do. Um, and yeah, now I have a, almost a seven-figure business. So it's crazy to think about that journey, but it all kind of started from that passion. That is so cool. And I think like such a cool thing about your story is the fact that like, literally like people would be like, oh, how can you make a business about crystals? You know, like your logical mind like totally gets in the way and you think like, that's not real. And then <laughs> you're like, um, excuse me, <laughs> like over here, you know, and it's like with so many of our passions, it's like if we actually just follow that passion and we allow ourselves to create the work or the life or whatever it is that we want, then it can actually unfold in a way that surprises us. So that's so cool. Yeah. You know, you're really right about that because like, my family was freaking out. They were so scared for me. You know, I left like a really stable, good, solid, lucrative career path to kind of take a really big risk and a really big yeah. chance. But for me, it was one of those things that I didn't want to look back in life and think, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I would have done something differently with that. Mm -hmm. And luckily, it all worked out. But I think you know, a lot of that has to come with like, you really have to believe in what you're doing. It's not, it's not just the passion. That's obviously the starting point, but you really have to have um, that kind of personality that's able to empower yourself and, and go, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And it took time, but it all, it all worked out. Yeah, absolutely. And what you just said about that, like that personality of being able to empower yourself, like, I mean, this is my opinion. I'd love to hear yours, but like, I really feel like that's something you can learn as well. Because sometimes like 
you don't naturally feel that way or, you know, just because of the way you've been brought up or whatever. It's just like there's specific thought patterns that you have that aren't necessarily supportive of yourself. That if you really allow yourself and literally just make the decision, you're like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to change. I want to believe in myself. I want to achieve these things. Then you can actually become that person as well. That's a hundred percent true because that is exactly my story. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really felt like, you know, my destiny, so to speak, was in the hands of other people. I had no control over it. Things would just kind of happen. And I eventually just decided, you know what, that wasn't good enough anymore. And I was really going to take control over things. And that if I really wanted something bad enough and believed in myself, then I could make it happen. And it, it was like kind of that unfaltering, I guess, um, confidence and willpower and strength that just made me kind of get through any challenge. And instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, why are all these things not working out or not going the right way? It was, I just became like this expert problem solver and had a really positive attitude about it. Like, okay, this didn't work so great. So what can I take away from that? And how do I fix it? And instead of kind of wallowing or worrying about, you know, what was going to happen, I just went, okay, got time to fix it. Like, let's power through. And it wasn't that I didn't, you know, pause to evaluate and really think things through, but I just didn't let that kind of consume me. And I didn't let the emotions kind of get too much in the way. I would really feel things and allow myself that time to like think about it and absorb things, but ultimately just kind of had to, yeah, put on that like entrepreneur hat, right? And be a creative problem solver and and figure it out along the way because especially because this wasn't really a job that existed yet, I had nothing to really model myself after. I was just kind of, you know, throwing things at the wall to see what would stick. And and sometimes things worked out and sometimes things didn't. But I think all of that kind of made me a smarter, better entrepreneur. I so agree with you. And that's like the mindset that I think is so important to remember is that like sometimes people go through something and like it didn't work or that didn't like pan out as I planned and I launched this and nobody bought it and way like, you know, it's easy to get into that mindset of I'm doing it wrong, but like exactly what you just said, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, that's what makes you a smarter, better entrepreneur is going through those things. Yeah, consistently. So yeah, exactly. So one of the things as well that you um, talk about as well is healing crystals and lunar energy. And I'd love to talk about that. But just quickly before we get into it, from your explanation, like, is there like a way, like, if someone were to be like, Oh, what are crystals for? Like, how would you use crystals? Or what's the benefit of utilizing crystals more than just like a pretty necklace? Like, what would your answer be to that? Yeah, so the idea behind crystal energy is that all crystals have a really specific, unique vibration. And that by bringing them into our own energy field, we can start to mimic that vibration. So crystals, because they're kind of these perfect, stable structures, and we have our energy, which is a little bit chaotic, a little bit scattered, a little bit all over the place. When we bring a crystal into our energy field, our energy pattern starts to mimic the crystal. So it brings our vibrational frequency into balance. And some people think this is just placebo effect. Other people really believe in it very strongly. I'm kind of of the mind that I don't know how it works. And in a lot of ways, I don't feel it's my job to explain how it works. I feel like science will catch up to that eventually, in all honesty. But I think that whether it is placebo effect or it is something else way 
deeper going on, that's really a testament to the power of the human mind. And if a crystal helps focus your energy on something specific, whether that's reminding you to be more self-confident, reminding you that you're worthy of love, reminding you to take time for self-care and rest, whatever it is that you're working on with that crystal, I feel like that's really the true benefit is that they work with us. They're not these magical things that change our lives on their own, but they empower us to kind of take control of our own lives and take responsibility for our own lives. And for me, that's been kind of the biggest thing. So it's not that just by bringing them um, on your person, wearing them in jewelry, carrying them in your pockets, or bringing them into your environment, keeping them in your office or in your home, that they're just these little reminders and these kind of energetic signatures that help you train your brain to think in a different way. Hmm. I love that. That's so cool. And I totally agree with you too on the placebo effect thing. Like I've had that with so many things. I'm like, I don't care if it's placebo because if it's working, I'm okay with that. Exactly. Precisely. (laughs) So um, in in terms of the whole bringing in the lunar energy, can you talk to me about that? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So this is kind of a, an interesting new thing for me, relatively new. Um, you know, I've, I've been into crystals, like I said, since I was really little, but um, I'm 33 now. And two weeks before my 29th birthday, I actually had to have a full hysterectomy. And it was a pretty big, shocking experience for me. Um, it wasn't, I think quite as devastating as it would have been for a lot of young women. My husband and I had always had conversations. Neither of us were really into the idea of having kids. Um, and so that was kind of okay, but I was really surprised after the surgery, how I really still went through this kind of profound sense of loss in my life and really needed Mm -hmm. to kind of work on, um, understanding where those feelings were coming from. And so for me, trying to kind of connect back into my own feminine energy and understand myself better as a woman after having this like major procedure, um, I really started to resonate and connect with the energy of the moon. Uh, So as I was trying to kind of understand how my body was going to go through its own cycles now after, you know, the loss of, of these very like feminine parts of myself, I turn to the moon because the moon is such an amazing example in nature of how things go through cycles. And what I really kind of how I started out this journey really can like concentrating more on the feminine energy aspects of things. It really led me to this whole other place of discovery where I really became more fascinated by what the moon can teach us. And of course, for me, since everything revolves around crystals, I really found some ways to work with my crystals to kind of tap into this. But the idea here is that the moon goes through a lunar cycle or goes through different phases. And so it starts at the new moon and slowly it starts to light up and grow while it's in its waxing phase until it becomes the full moon when it's kind of at the height of its energy. And then it slowly starts to grow darker and darker as it wanes until it goes into the new moon cycle again. So for me, this was, you know, really became this strong metaphor about ways to live our own lives. And especially as an entrepreneur, this was something that I found really made a lot of sense for me because it's so easy to get caught up in these patterns of work, work, work all the time, right? And like all these things that need to be done. And what the moon really helped do was teach me that there are times for growth 
And there are times for being at like your peak power and your peak creative potential. And there are times to wind down and go back into a rest phase because I was finding that, you know, I wasn't getting burnt out necessarily because I love what I do so much, but my creativity was fading. I wasn't able to solve problems the same as I was before Mm -hmm. because I had just been pushing so hard for so long. And when I really got back into rhythm and alignment with the cycles of the moon and lunar energy, it became this kind of guide for my own life on when I should be working toward creating something new, when I should be really expressing something or launching something new, and when I should take time to rest and just think things over and allow those creative ideas to kind of come back and filter in. But you can really only do that when you have those periods of rest. Think about for most of us, we even do this daily. Think about when you get in the shower and you have like all those brilliant ideas because your mind is kind of at rest doing something monotonous. This is kind of the same thing, but on a monthly kind of time scale. So it's Mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like this is perfect follow-on from an episode that I had a little while ago where we were talking about the power of the feminine cycle and how it relates to the moon cycle and, you know, all of these different things. And so I think this is a perfect topic for those um, listeners who really, really resonated with that topic as well. And I know you talk about that there's like different crystals and stuff that you can utilize in the different phases. Do you have anything to share about that? Yeah, so this is one thing that, you know, for me... The moon is this amazing force of nature, and it's such a great reminder for this cycle, but it's still a celestial body. Although we see it, it's there in the sky every single night without fail. For me, I'm a really kind of physical, tactile person, and I need those concrete reminders day to day. And I think that's one of the reasons that I do resonate with crystals so much, because they're these little physical things that are there in your space, and they kind of help remind you um, to think a certain way or do something a certain way. And so for me, having specific crystals that I work with during each of these moon phases throughout the lunar cycle became these little touch points for me to help understand that energy in a more concrete way. So for example, like One of the moon phases that I think is most important is the new moon. That's Mm -hmm. where you kind of start to plant the seeds for everything you want to accomplish over the next lunar cycle. So over the next month or so, about 29 days. And so I work with a crystal that's called rhodonite during this time. Mm -hmm. Rhodonite is a great crystal for new beginnings, for bringing in new energies. And I feel like while we're planning things out, figuring out what we want to accomplish over the next month. And this is both personally in your business. I mean, you could really apply this in so many different ways. Just having that crystal with you, taking time maybe to meditate for 10 minutes a day with that crystal, allow yourself some quiet time to really reflect on your goals and things you want to accomplish while you're in that specific phase of the moon is just such a natural um, kind of, companion to the lunar energy that you're already experiencing. Mm -hmm. So holding that crystal, keeping it in your pocket or wearing it as a piece of jewelry. I love those little stretchy bracelets with stones on them for this Mm -hmm. reason, because every time you look down, you're typing, you're writing, there's that crystal in the form of a bracelet you can really see and experience. And if you have a ton, you can like rotate them, like everyone, (laughs) different crystals for the different parts of the moon cycle or whatever you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. 
So this just becomes something that I think um, is really kind of a almost like ritual in your life, you know, a, a type of uh, activity that you can really connect with. And like I said, whether you want to do this for your own kind of personal growth or you want to use this as a tool in your business, I've found it really fulfilling both ways. I mean, for me in my business, I kind of look at this as setting monthly goals and thinking about what I really want to accomplish over the next 30 days and how I can figure that out. And I plan everything out for the next lunar cycle during that new moon phase. And then as the moon's energy begins to grow and the light of the moon is waxing, I'll move into the next phase, which is the waxing crescent moon. And with the waxing crescent moon, that's when you're really starting to take action. These are putting kind of your first steps of your plan into motion. And it doesn't have to be something that it all gets done super quickly, but this is like where you know it's really time to start working on this. And each of these phases lasts like two to three days. So it goes pretty quick and it's kind of surprising how... Um, how quickly you'll move through your projects when you have this as a guide. I am like the world's biggest procrastinator in all honesty. And for me, this is just a reminder to kind of keep on track. So then as we move into the next phase, which is the first quarter moon, that's kind of like my check-in point. So mm -hmm. we have our new moon, our waxing crescent, our first quarter moon, waxing gibbous, and then we get to the full moon. So the full moon is kind of the halfway. So the first quarter moon is our quarter of the way checkpoint. So for me, I use this really as a time to check in and make sure that I'm on track for everything that I need to get done by the full moon, which is like that height of manifestation, that height of your project. Um, and so it's, it's just this constant reminder in your life of how to really embody what you want to create and how to really bring it down into a place that is more concrete and physical um, so that you can really take action on things and be reminded of the importance of your goals. Um, and as we move into the time of the full moon, that's when you're really at the height of everything. This should be kind of like the busiest time of your project and when you're getting the most done and you should be, you know, pretty far along in your project or your goals by this time. And then as the moon's light starts to wane, you're wrapping things up, you're finishing things out, working on communication. And then as we get back to the end of that lunar cycle, it's time for reflection. So to really pause and think back to what it is that you were able to get done and how it impacted you and how it impacted your business. And it's just a really exciting and kind of different way to look at things. Mm, absolutely. And are there like crystals that you would also use for like all the, the different phases? So we have like rhodonite for the new moon. And then yeah, yeah. So definitely there are some that I like for each. So for the new moon, I love using rhodonite. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like using black moonstone for that because the new moon is dark. There's no, mm -hmm. that's when you don't really see a moon in the sky. It's still always there but it's just dark at that time. So black moonstone works great for that. During the time of the waxing crescent, when the moon's light is growing, I really like to work with nephrite jade. This is a great stone for like motivation and keeping you really grounded. And since this is when you start to put things into action, that crystal's really helpful. 
um, for the first quarter moon, kind of our check-in point, I like to work with carnelian. And carnelian is this like really motivational crystal. It's really high energy. So this is when you kind of know it's time to kick things into high gear because you're at that first checkpoint. And then as we move into the time of the waxing gibbous, it's just about when we're at the peak of the full moon. So working with citrine here to boost our confidence, our strength, because it's like this is when things usually get pretty intense. We're just about at that kind of culmination point, that big point in our projects. So citrine really connects to the solar plexus chakra. It boosts your self-confidence, your stamina, your energy. So this is a great stone to work with. And then when we get to the full moon, working with amethyst, actually, because I feel a lot of times when we're at that kind of peak of our own power, that peak of our creative process, um, we really need to be guided by our intuition as well as our logic. And so amethyst helps kind of boost your intuition. And a lot of people will call this a gut feeling. A lot of people will say they feel something in their stomach or in their heart, um, or this could be something that you think about more logically. But when you are at that kind of critical point in a project, I feel like tapping into that intuition and that kind of inner guidance that you have in your life or as an entrepreneur is really important. And amethyst can really help with that. Then as the moon's light starts to wane again, and we'll have the waning gibbous moon. So this is when it's not quite full. It's just getting a little bit dark. And aquamarine is good for this because aquamarine is a crystal for release and helping you go with the flow. So maybe if things didn't work out quite how you were hoping or you didn't get as much done as you wanted, aquamarine just helps you really release expectation and judgment about that and go with the flow and just kind of reevaluate and reset so you can get as much done as you can by the end of that lunar cycle. Then we have the last quarter moon, which is like our three quarter point check-in. And here I really like to work with clear quartz because this is the point where we really kind of start the process of reflection and understanding what we've done so far in this process because we're three quarters of the way through. And clear quartz provides a lot of mental clarity for this. Helps you see things clearly and be really open. Um, and again, seeing these things without judgment. So just being um, really able to kind of understand what brought you to this point in the process. Then we have the waning crescent moon, which is when there's just a sliver, a sliver of light left on the moon. We're almost at that point of the next lunar cycle. And the waning crescent moon, I really like to use blue calcite because blue calcite is a crystal for kind of deep comfort and relaxation. So this is our cue to really wind things down um, and start to wrap up the very last bits of the project. And then we get to the time of the dark moon, which is when the new moon starts again, where we can kind of finish out our reflections and start planning for the next big thing. I love that. Okay, so that's your little crystal toolkit, everyone. <laughs> Go get yourself a bunch of those. I was like nodding my head like crazy because I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I resonate. And even like, I feel like intuitively sometimes just as I've been reflecting as you were talking, there's like specific crystals that I like pick up when I'm like in specific phases um, and it, I like totally relate with that and like, um, on my little desk now, I always have my like little crystals that I like to now I'm like, what are my crystals for now? And I like put them on there. And, um, like, especially when you said citrine, like, I feel like that's so one of those crystals that I pick up when I'm like really ready to amp up the energy and everything, you know, it's so cool. And listening to your intuition like that is so important. Although there's like 
so many experts out there, you know, you could definitely pick up one of my books and read it and feel really inspired, but you can also just kind of tune into your own inner guidance. And this is something I always encourage my students to do at our school is like, you know what you need right now, whether that's intuitively or consciously or subconsciously, wherever that's coming from, just listen to it. You can't pick the wrong thing. Like you will never be guided to the wrong thing. So if you really kind of just start to to listen or pay attention to, okay, I really feel called to pick up this crystal or move this crystal onto my desk while I'm doing this particular project. It's really fun to kind of reflect on it afterward and think, now why was I really attracted to that? But in the moment, don't second guess it. Don't question it. Like you totally got this. There's a reason why you wanted to work with that. And yeah, just listen to that. This just reminded me of this story as well. When I was like first kind of like really learning more about crystals and like I heard of Reiki for the first time and I was like um, getting a Reiki session. Like I remember she was doing something like tuning into my chakras or whatever, I don't know, but something and she was picking up that around the age of like seven or eight. um, I had this like experience that kind of like dampened my solar plexus or whatever and it would be like beneficial for me to gain my power back to like go back and reflect on that and everything. And the most interesting thing was, is that, um, cause I've always been like fascinated by crystals. Like whenever we went to stores that sold crystals when I was a child, I'd always want to buy one. And if you look at the like collection, cause at that point I was a complete hoarder. So I kept everything from my childhood. But, um, when you looked at the crystal collection I had, I almost only chose citrine, which wow. is like, yeah, I know. And when she said that to me and I made that connection because I was just learning about it, I was like, no way. Like, that is so cool. It's <laughs> really like doing your own self-healing, even as yeah. a kid, like going, this is what I need. This is what I'm drawn to. I love that. I love yeah. that. I know. I love it too. And it's the same with like a friend of ours, like um, one of her sons is super into crystals as well. And I just always think it's so cute when I go there and he's just like, oh, today, today I'm carrying around this crystal. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like, it's so awesome. Like, and I, I feel like it's so cool that she's like super encouraging of him to like be into that. He's got like this little shelf in his room where he keeps all his crystals. And can I tell you, like kids are some of the best teachers when it comes to that stuff, because they have no inhibitions. They don't second guess it. They don't let their like ego mind get in the way and like talk them out of stuff. They just know what they need and they go right to it. And I have learned so much about different ways to use crystals from just watching kids because they let their kind of imagination and intuition and sense of play really take over. And it's really kind of refreshing, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Um, One of the other things that you mentioned, uh, which I think is super interesting and a really fun perspective, because um, as you and I both, like we work, yeah, sure, we have businesses and we have all these things, but we also really work like with the spiritual dynamic of it all. And I know you said that you have this really awesome way to look at business in terms of like the chakra system of your business. Can we talk about that? Yes. So this is one of my favorite, favorite things. So um, it's, like, I don't know why, but for so many years, I felt like my spiritual side and my business were these two separate things. And then one day it really dawned on me that a lot of the ways that I ran my business, a lot of the things that I did in my business were really influenced kind of by my own spiritual path and my own beliefs and values. And I think obviously we can all really relate to that, right? Like our beliefs and values play such a big role in what we do in our businesses. But when I really started to think about you know, my business as this energetic thing rather than just this 
earth-based physical thing. I had this whole new realization. So just like we have our chakra centers, which are these seven major energy centers found in our body, I really start to think, think about how like our business has its own chakra centers as well. So I'm just going to give you a really quick rundown of your business's chakra centers so you can kind of understand what I'm talking about. Yes, please. So the root chakra is really what creates the foundation for things. So in our physical body, our root chakra, it has to do with the physical, has to do with our health and our career and our stability. So in our business, the root chakra is the thing that creates the foundation for our business. And it's related to things like planning and strategy, bookkeeping and accounting, legal protections and insurance, and accepting payments from our customers. So all those are really root chakra related things. Then in the sacral chakra, this is kind of the emotional center of our business. And it's related to networking with our colleagues, which can definitely be really emotional. It's how we connect and communicate with other people. It's about our connection to our customers and helping us really convey through emotion why our offerings are so important or valuable. It's about expressing the purpose or the really big why of your business. And it's about your creative influence. So especially when it comes to developing your products and services and all the really creative things that you get to do in your business. Then there's our solar plexus chakra for the business, which is kind of the mental powerhouse of your business. So it's related to making tough business decisions, delegating tasks and managing projects. It relates to things like scheduling appointments and ordering inventory. And most importantly, putting your plans into action and implementing your strategies. So with the root chakra, we really created and developed a lot of strategies, but the solar plexus of our business is what helps us implement and kind of take action on that. Then the heart chakra of your business, that's the part that's authentically you. So this has to do with your business branding and your marketing message and really staying true to your business vision and following your heart and not being swayed by the latest trends or the way that things are done, but really just staying true to your authentic self. And it's also about keeping your business aligned with your values and your ethics. Then the throat chakra of your business, as you might imagine, is related to the communication that your business does. So this is what ties into things like customer service and finding your authentic business voice and your copy. It's about connecting with vendors and colleagues and communicating with them regularly and communicating with your customers, whether you do this by phone or email or through the copy that you write on your website. This all comes from your business throat chakra. Then there's your third eye chakra of your business, which is the intuition center of our business. And I find a lot of us who are taught like more traditional business practices, we often forget this one. And this one is really important. So this one's related to making gut decisions rather than always being 100% rational, following your inner guidance about your overall business direction, understanding the bigger picture of your sacred business and what it's really creating in the world and for your customers. And then it's also about looking from, for cues from the universe as they relate to your business. So sometimes we'll be faced with a really big decision and we're not sure which way to go and the universe will really present us with an interesting opportunity. And although it can be scary and it might not be something that we would consciously choose, there's sometimes a reason why we're being presented with those opportunities or challenges. 
And then finally, we have our crown chakra. And this is kind of the point of cosmic connection between your business and the universe. So it's really about your spiritual connection to your own business and how you relate to your customers on a bigger cosmic level. So yes, I'm talking about big things like oneness here. This is a big deal. It's also about discovering the deeper divine purpose of your business. So a lot of times we know the big why of our business on a personal level, but we don't always think about it on this kind of greater cosmic level. Mm -hmm. And it's also about our ability to really co-create our business vision with the universe. So sometimes we're trying to do something in our business and it feels like an uphill battle and it feels so difficult. And that's because we're out of alignment. So instead, when we are really co-creating with the universe and kind of listening to the way that the universe is kind of trying to guide us, we're so much more in the flow and it just becomes so much easier. And just like you would balance your own chakras in your body, I even have ways that I teach people to balance their business chakras. And in fact, I have a really great blog post about this on my website and it's just called Balance Your Business Chakras. You can find it at loveandlightschool.com and there's a podcast episode about it. There's a whole blog post and there's some ways that you can balance each of these chakras in your business. And there's a fun little ebook that goes along with it. Awesome. Yes, yes. Please go check that out if this interests you because I think I'm going to definitely go check it out (laughs) because that sounds so amazing. I think this is so cool to think about because when you look at your business like that, then it kind of like reminds you that, um, that we are creating more of like a whole system, right? Because sometimes it is so easy to get like really obsessed with one part. Like, Sometimes you want to start a business and you think it's all about having like the right terms and conditions and the right payment system and what calendar you should use and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's the obsession. And whereas other people are like totally on the opposite spectrum where they're thinking like, oh, it's just about, I'll just intuitively decide everything. And they like, don't really consider how to kind of round it out into a legit business. And I feel, and I don't mean like legit business in terms of like, that it wouldn't be legit otherwise, but it's like when you have all of those things covered, it's like you really have everything working together. It's like your own energy, the universal energy, the power of your intuition, plus the power of also having a really grounded business here on earth is like magic. That's so cool. Yeah. And this is just a reminder to kind of hit on all those different points. Don't mm-hmm. neglect the intuitive part. Don't neglect the financial part. Don't neglect, you know what I mean? It's, it's really about just kind of taking a more holistic approach to your business yeah. as you would to your own health. Yeah. And it's like one of the things that I go through with my clients and in my programs and stuff, I always talk about doing like self audits. And this is like something that you could do. Like if you feel like you're, um, there's something quite off or something doesn't feel quite right. Like you could always go through your business chakra system and be like, where, where am I, you know, where haven't I been putting my energy? What have I been avoiding out of these things? And then usually if you go into that, then you'll be able to find um, a lot more balance in that. One of the other interesting things you said um, that I was reflecting back on was when you said like um, that things are a lot easier when you have kind of that co-creation with spirit and the soul, which I like a hundred percent like full body agree with it brought up kind of like a thought in my mind though so I thought it'd be interesting to mention it and it was around this whole concept you know sometimes people talk about how it's like there's sometimes it's like oh it just doesn't feel right anymore so I'm not doing it anymore versus like it's actually because it's pushing you outside of your comfort zone like do you have anything to say on that yeah I do this is like 
it's one of those things that you have to learn. It's just like exercising to build a muscle, right? So anytime that I feel like I want to stop doing something, rather than making a really rash decision, which sometimes I want to do, (laughs) pause and check in with myself for just a minute. And whether this is in like literally a two minute meditation to just have some quiet space and really think about it and ask myself, okay, where is this coming from? Is this my intuition? Is this the universe kind of leading me in a certain direction because continuing on with this thing wouldn't be for my highest good? Or is this that like fear-based part of my brain getting in the way, trying to save me because of fear of failure or because it sounds like a lot of hard work and really reflecting and getting super honest with yourself. I mean, unapologetically honest with yourself about where those feelings and those thoughts are coming from. That's the thing that is kind of the make it or break it for me. That's how I always end up making my final decision because Sometimes your gut reaction is there and it's really helpful and it's like steering you in the right direction. But sometimes your gut reaction is coming from like fear and it's kind of more of a knee jerk, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so just taking that couple minutes to reflect on something. And I would say when I first started this process, it wasn't a two minute process. It Mm might have been a 30 minute process, but I've really kind of gotten it down over the years because it's something that I do so often. And with practice, you can really start to learn um, just in yourself the ways that you react or respond to different situations and where that's coming from. And what's really interesting is when I started to do this in my business and I got really good at it in my business, I was surprised how much it came through in my own personal life as well. And what a positive tool that's been just for my own self-growth. I love that answer. I think it's so spot on because that's the thing is that quite often um, the reason why we feel that and why sometimes, especially when we're new and we haven't like built that muscle as much yet, it's like we feel that and it's actually coming from a fear-based thing. It's not because you're not excited about the potentiality anymore. It's not because you suddenly like feel like if you did that, you wouldn't be happy. It's just like your mind kind of tries to convince you that for whatever reason, like, oh, well, you might get bored or it might not be fun or it might be really hard or other people might not support you or nobody would want to buy that product because you never bought that product. Like, you know, you just tell yourself all this crazy stuff. And um, what you said about like being super, super honest with yourself, I think is like the biggest thing. And it's one of the hardest because it's one of those things that's a little bit of a gut punch. Like you have to be willing to truth bomb yourself and like tell yourself stuff that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Because if you're still open to lying to yourself about things like, oh no, this is totally like, it's just not aligned anymore. Even though like a part of you is just like, I still really want it. I'm just terrified then that's where you get stuck in this loop. And I think that can be, I mean, I don't really necessarily think dangerous is the right word because everything's always happening for us and the universe will wake us up in one way or another. But it's like, um, it's how sometimes we get stuck in a loop, you know, where we really don't feel like things are changing when we don't feel like we're growing, when we can get into this mindset of maybe this isn't right for me, maybe the world is against me, like whatever else that the thoughts come up from that is sometimes because we're not actually being honest with ourselves and we're not pushing ourselves enough when we do get to that kind of borderline moment. You know, this is actually something I see a lot with other entrepreneurs and it like is really heartbreaking because I know that there are people out there that have so much to share. Probably a few of you listening right now are totally identifying with this going, yeah, if I'm really honest with myself, that's me. Like you have something so beautiful that you need to get out there and do. 
So if there's something that you've been really like blocked about or like you've been stopped from doing, do this thing where you get kind of brutally honest with yourself and get to the root of why that is. And if you can honestly say that it's really not in your best interest to follow that path anymore, then that's cool. But if you can't honestly say that and you know that it's like your own mind has kind of stopped you or you've become your own obstacle in the process, then like really take some time to think about how you can work through that and really start shining your light and sharing your gifts. Oh, beautiful. Nailed it. <laughs> like, cool. Podcast over. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it's so true though. I feel like, yeah, I feel like everyone listening needs to hear that in one way or another, because the fact is, is that we're always growing and we think that just because we've grown or we've created business or we already have clients or we're already making so much money like that this doesn't impact us but anyone listening right now who's already making money in your business and those of you listening that are like actually I'm like scared to even start my business like we all actually encounter this just like Ashley said though it's like it does get easier because you identify it but it doesn't mean that those thoughts aren't there it just means you get better at dealing with those thoughts. It means that the thoughts are slightly different. And we all sometimes need that wake up call. It's like, okay, well, what are you avoiding? Because even in growth, you can find comfort, right? Like you can find a way to be like, I'm growing in all of these amazing areas, but I'm just going to totally look away from this one thing that I probably <laughs> should also be focusing on. <laughs> so true. So yeah. true. And it still comes up all the time, right? Like yeah. I've been doing this over 10 years and I still work on this all the time. Yeah. Because it's just, I think it's just part of being human. It's like part of the human experience. And it's part of that like duality between like the conscious mind and the intuitive mind and yeah. like really learning how to, yeah, like work with that in a way that is productive and like helpful. Yeah. And I think what's so cool is like, like you said, it's part of the, the process. It's part of the package. Like it's nothing to feel bad about. It's nothing to beat yourself up about. It's nothing to think it is a negative thing it's just it just happens and it's like if you know it is part of the process and you know that it's just going to happen then it's like it takes a lot of pressure off you as well to think that you suddenly need to be this perfect love and light only thinker right <laughs> like exactly and you know that what you said just now is so true like you don't have to be perfect like none of us are perfect we're never going to be perfect and i think this was really hard for me in the start of my business feeling like oh my gosh like, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I don't do this? And it would freeze me with fear. And once I learned to get over that, like, that is like one of my big missions on this earth. I just want to see people moving forward, whether you're 100% certain about the decision you're making or not, like, don't get frozen in fear. Don't get stuck in your tracks. Like, just make the best decision you can and go forward with it. Because the good thing is you can always pivot and you can always course correct and you can always make changes down the road. But the saddest thing for me is when I see this amazingly brilliant entrepreneur just standing still because they're too caught up in that like idea of perfection. So thank you for touching on that. So good. Yeah, I love that. This has been so amazing. Um, just so people can find you and connect with you, you've mentioned some of your um, like locations and they'll be in the show notes, but can you share again, like the kind of best places for people to connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, first and foremost, you can find tons of great stuff on my website at loveandlightschool.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is at loveandlightschool. Same on Facebook. 
Um, and over on Instagram, you can check out my link tree, which is pretty exciting in my bio. And there you can find a link to pre-order my new book, Cosmic Crystals, Rituals and Meditations for Connecting with Lunar Energy. If that talk kind of excited you, um, and we do have some super fun pre-order bonuses and stuff too. So definitely check it out. Amazing. Well, congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Thanks. Super exciting. Comes out August 20th. So and I can't wait. This isn't your first book, right? You have others? Oh, it's like five or six or... Oh my know. gosh. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. I just published my first book um, this year, so... Woo! It's exciting, isn't it? Such a cool feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's super, super amazing. Very exciting. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, is there any last kind of like tidbit of advice that you want to leave the audience with? You know, I just want to say to everybody who's listening, if you've been having something that you have been feeling stuck on, like really do that thing where you just take a few minutes to reflect on it. Maybe even grab your favorite crystal to kind of support you through that process. But just think about how you can move forward, whether it's continuing on or taking another direction. But like I said, it's like one of my personal missions in life, just to encourage others to not be stuck and not be standing still. So remember, you don't have to be perfect. No one is expecting as much of you as you are of yourself. So take a minute, like clear your mind and just go forward in the best way that you can. I love that. Thank you so much again. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this conversation slash I know you did because you're here listening. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for every single one of you listening, sending you so much love and I'll see you again next week on the podcast.